One of the greatest and I came to kill it I'm the biggest problem when I'm in the building Money on my mind, I came to take it all Got my gurus right behind me, the revolution's born podcast today we'll be going over the thursday night game a little bit of the chalk report uh, a couple vegas line situations maybe some plays that we're looking on early in the week i'm your boy tommy g it's fantasygrewelite.com if you guys are not signed up get over there we know about our football content right now we have the number one mma guy in the industry our nascar guy just won the nascar bracket championship we're working with fantasy golf insiders for golf we have Jeff Collins, Rad Thad, Benny Ricciardi, Kevin, not me, for NBA. <laughs> two of those guys. I figure not me would encourage people to come over. Uh, but let me, speaking of those two guys, Jeff Collins, what's up, Jeffrey? Dude, you, you're selling yourself short, man, with the Thunderdome last night. That's true. That's true. I did hit for about 20 grand last night. Or something in NBA. But uh, that's only because I'm staying with Jeff Collins for the week. <laughs> the only reason I played it and the only reason I won. So – I was basically a subscriber last night, and Jeffrey, I'd like to thank you as I got to sit next to you, listening to you and Rad Thad and your videos, and it's always nice to be able to turn around to Jeff and go, hey, Jeff, you like this guy? And he can tell you yes or no. So. Yeah. What's funny is everyone kept thanking me for that cash game lined up a couple days ago, and I'm like, you do realize, like, I was just listening to what Jeff said and repeated names, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think, we need to, I think we need to move in together because me and Kevin have had a great NBA week uh, sitting next to Jeff Collins in our, in our Airbnb in Manhattan for the week. Seriously, if I can tilt, man, I just needed 13 more points from Russ two nights ago to win a GPP, and it's like I thought I was, like, celebrating. I was, like, buying everyone drinks and shit, and, yeah – you don't buy drinks until the GPP ends, folks. That's the- <laughs> me, me, don't buy drinks until the GPP ends. There's our new tagline. Yeah. <laughs> but me and Jeff were smart enough to realize, you know what? Let's take advantage of Kevin's excitement right now and get Pretty him much. Yeah. all the Don Julio All the Don Julio 1942 on yeah. Kev. Yeah, Basically, was- it was like, yo, we shouldn't start drinking this heavy this early right now. And then Collins turns to me and goes, he's not going to win that. You know, I go, shots. <laughs> Dude, he just kept turning the get ball. Get it in now before he realizes it. <laughs> so funny, dude. But Kevin Adams, I didn't even introduce you. What's up, Kev? Hey, boys. What's up, man? Enjoying uh, NYC. This town is freaking crazy. Yeah, the weather's about to turn to dog shit, so be ready. It's a little, little snow in the forecast, and I think we're going to be seeing our boy Mad Labs today, so we'll have some fun again tonight. Let's get into this slate. We want to keep these short. We successfully, for the last couple pods, have remained under an hour. I think these midweek ones, 30, 40 minutes is good. I think the weekend ones, we try to stand for 55, 60 minutes. So we've been getting better, people. We're not running an hour and 45 minutes like we were earlier in the year. So at the, at the start, just kind of an overview of this slate. I want your guys' take on the Vegas lines. That's really where we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, kind of first glance. We have three games that are at flirting with 50 to 52, depending on what book you're looking at. I think San Diego games at 49. San Fran's at 51 and a half. New Orleans games at 50 and a half. Carolina's at 50 and a half. So those are obviously four games that we're going to target. We'll talk about those in a second. But have you guys ever seen a week where 
there's one game at 46 and a half, and every other game on the slate is under 46, with seven of them being under 42 totals. Yeah, and how about an 11 and a half point team total? I can honestly for sure say <laughs> I've never seen that in my whole life. And what's so funny is I was freaking out when it opened up at 13, and I'm talking about the Thursday game. So um, the Rams opened at a 13 projected team total, and they've moved down to 11 and a half. Yeah, so crazy. I've literally never seen anything like that. Obviously with the weather um, and just some injuries and just bad offenses, yeah, you're seeing some team totals that are pretty pathetic. Like it's going to really drive a lot of ownership to the Atlanta game. Um, I think that is a reason to play this Thursday to Monday night slate, Tommy, so you can get some exposure to Washington, Carolina, since it has a 51. Um, and it c- could definitely balance out a little bit of that Atlanta, San Francisco percentage zone. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, it's interesting, too, that we've got Saturday games starting, too, right? So yep. that's another thing that we're going to see a lot of moving forward. Tommy and I were talking about the Christmas schedule, how, like, all the games are on Saturday pretty much. That's going to be weird, but. Uh, yeah, I think that playing the Thursday night slates uh, from now on the rest of the year is going to be something I'm looking to do regularly. Yep, yeah. I agree there. And yeah. we should talk about, like, your strategy on FanDuel. I think you're kind of – you and Tommy are, like, the best at this, where you're willing to take a little bit of, you know, risk with your bankroll and, and do some questionable players that you think will play just to get them at a really great uh, percentage profit. So we probably want to do the uh, injury rundown, right, Tom? So we can kind of look at who to identify there. Yeah, we can kind of start with – I just wanted to stay on the Vegas thing for just one more second. Yeah. The, it's, it's obviously a lot of weather concerns that we're looking at here, but do you think this is one of those situations where people can literally just, like, go to the optimizer and just optimize out of the top four games? No, just because sometimes when value you, is hidden in these other games. But when you see, like, 37.5 in the Jets game, 38 with a 16-point spread in the Seattle game, like, these are – insane usually you see 42 and under 42 is the point where i start to go you know if you see something under 42 it's usually not a 40 those are the games that usually on 17 13 but they can't make an over under exactly so that's what worries me that there's so many totals on this slate right now that are leaning towards you know 14 10 games and not leaning towards 23 20 games so it's, it's a little bit scary then when you factor the weather in on top of that. So well, I would say if you're going to crunch and do that, Tommy, like you want to be able to look at those defenses, though, from those crap games. So you can, like, push the little lock button, like, say, on, like, Baltimore D or something, right? Push the lock on Seattle D. Yeah, on Seattle D for the Thursday slate, and then you can crunch around those people. I think that's a, a viable strategy, sure, because you don't want to get take a defense probably from those top four games when you're playing all the players against them. And, Jeff, what's your favorite game stack? Of the uh, of the week here, just first glance. Oakland, San Diego, probably, but that's not going to be like some secret. Yeah, that's me too. I mean, which game? Which one of these four? Oakland, San Diego, Carolina, Washington, New Orleans, Arizona, and San Fran, Atlanta. Keep in mind, Carolina is on Monday. Which one of those four do you think will go the most underowned as far as game stacking? Oh man, I mean, maybe the San Francisco game, just because. I think all the exposure is going to be on the Atlanta side. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of game stacks there, especially with Vance McDonald out now, it looks like. So, um, yeah, I, I do think there'll be a lot of exposure to Atlanta, though. Agree there. Yeah, a lot of people don't like cap and hide together, you know? Well, I mean, the, yeah, I don't either. I think, you know, rushing quarterbacks and their running back. I mean, I don't know what the correlation numbers are, if anyone's done the research on it. I would just imagine 
it doesn't correlate as well as other situations. Cause it really kind of takes that, especially with drone being a, such a pass catching back. But the thing about that game that annoys me is, you know, we look at targeting San Francisco. We always do that. We were looking at a situation in Atlanta last week, Kev, me and you were talking about it, where this backfield was already a shit show when you had Freeman and Tevin Coleman, you know, Tevin vulturing everything. Now we have another member of the backfield in play, who, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Ward who outcarried both of them last week, didn't he? Didn't he have like 10 carries? So, like, we can't really touch the Atlanta backfield. Julio might not play, which has to downgrade Matt Ryan. So, is there really going to be much exposure to the Atlanta side here? I mean, I think, again, Gabriel will be super chalky. Yes, Gabriel, yes. And, and maybe even Hooper won't be popular, but he'll be in play. But who else outside of that? No, you're, I mean, you're right. Just because it's, it's a tough – they're both tough teams to identify. Like, it's the opposite of the Jets last year. You know, you stack Fitz with B. Marsh and Decker, and you move on. You know, like, this is like – it takes a lot more strategy – and looking at the matchups. And then the other reason Jeff nailed that one is because no one likes to roster any San Francisco pass catchers. So it's like, you know, because you never know which guy it's going to be on any given week, and most weeks it's nobody. So, yeah, it's a very interesting slate, guys. Um, so I think that Arizona-New Orleans game also will be heavily stacked, and I'm, I kind of don't even think that thing goes to 50. I really don't. Like, I think that will be a big disappointment for fantasy, to be honest with you. Yeah, and Jeff, if you did have to go running back in this game, one, are you going to roster a running back from the Atlanta side? And how do we look at it? Well, I was just going to ask you guys. It sounds like you guys don't think that people are going to roster these Atlanta backs. Like, No, I do. I think they're uh, going to be like college football style and do both. Oh, that's exactly what I was just going to suggest. Why not take both of them? I think you're locking yourself into uh, 200-yard upside and um, between the two of them combined. And, like, I have no problem with that. They're both cheap enough where you could do that. But, but that my problem isn't with that. Like, under normal circumstances, we actually had this discussion before. I think it was when New Orleans played San Fran. Yep. And uh, I was saying I actually think that's a cash game play, honestly. And we kind of went back and forth debating it. I, I still kind of stand by that because in cash game, I'm looking for floor. And if I take the whole backfield against San Fran, I'm guaranteed, you know, 140 backfield yards pretty much. So I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't care where it's going to come from. I take it. it. Under normal situations, yes, Taron Ward is my problem. This guy had 10 carries last week. Granted, he was garbage. But I'm fine with it when it's just Coleman and Freeman. But – Kevin, is Taron Ward, was this an outlier, or is this, is this something where we're going to see this now be a three-headed monster instead of two, in which case I'm just going to avoid it? I think it's more of an outlier, and I think they used this week to get Tevin Coleman like on track and really cranked up uh, heading into a playoff run. That's my own personal take. That To me, if I had to choose one, I would want to roster Tevin Coleman, both because of uh, – just explosiveness and upside and just that kind of a back against that San Francisco defense. Oh my God. I don't think they have a chance in hell to contain that guy. Um, and I just can't trust Tyron Ward. So, but the problem with using them both is that then you're fading like Lev, you're fading DJ, you're fading shady, you're fading. Kenneth Farrow uh, who's going to be popular. Yeah. Right. And, and I, you know, my love for uh, our Raiders boy. So like, I mean, we're, not to mention on the Thursday slate, you got Rawls. Like, there are so many cash game running backs this week. Like, this is probably one of my favorite weeks for running backs that I've ever seen. Like, that Jeremy Hills. and I can go on and on at running back this week. So, it's, it's a really interesting slate for running back because you, 
you could roster 10 and be really, really happy when you look at your lineup and see that name in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is there anyone that jumped off at you guys? I know we haven't done too much into it. We actually are going to go into the uh, set in our Friday or Thursday lineups shortly together. We're going to start bouncing some stuff off each other, but is there anyone you see as like a Thursday night play who you think is going to be sneaky just because it's a Thursday night game? I mean, not necessarily even from this game, like one of these oh. injury situations or, you know, something on Thursday night where we can get an edge on Thursday that we may not have on Sunday. Well, yeah, I mean, I think generally the Monday night game in those long Thursday night slates generally go a little bit lower owned. Um, and I love, love me some Zeke Elliott. I think he's going to go overlooked because of the big three. When I say big three, I mean DJ, Shady, and Lev. And to get Ezekiel Elliott at a discount from those three guys, 8,200 at home against Tampa is, dude, I think I might almost go all in Zeke this week, dude. Jeff, any interest in Julio Jones on a Thursday night slate where we don't know? I mean, it seems like he's like a solid questionable. Like, I wouldn't say it's the doubtful side. I wouldn't say it's the probable side. It's definitely in doubt. He's definitely going to be like 0.1% owned in a matchup against San Fran. I know you'll put him on a team. Well, all, every one of us will put him on a $5 team, right? That's, so that's like a cop-out answer. But what's as high as you would go to put Julio Jones on a team, Joe? I guess I'm going to surprise you. I don't think I would use Julio at all. I think the upside is that he's used as a decoy this week. That was kind of the upside from last week, and he didn't end up playing. So, like, now we're in the same situation again. And, uh, yeah, even despite the low ownership, I'm not sure that I can get the upside out of him that I want. So, I mean, we've seen this from Julio in the past where – they will use him as a decoy when he's hurt, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do that against San Francisco. Yeah, I'm having trouble not not putting him on at least one or two. I'd probably go as high as $25 teams. I wouldn't – so for an average person, maybe it's a little bit lower, but I wouldn't put him on anything significant. But it's hard to, to not at least throw him on a team or two, knowing you can get Julio Jones at 0.1% owned. A.J. Green would be the better guy to do that with, I think. Or, or Green. Yeah, I mean, yeah. both of them. You know, both of them are definitely in play. Yeah, a guy I like for that is T.Y. Hilton because I think Moncrief is not is going to miss the game, and it won't be official until after. So you could probably get T.Y. at a, at a, a really good profit. And um, you know, I, I, him running out of the slot, it's a great matchup. I wouldn't be scared of Minnesota at all out of the slot. Yeah, Diggs, Diggs is one that I'm trying to make a decision on right now. Uh, he only played like less than 40 snaps last week. Uh, he is banged up. If you go to Fandle, it does still say questionable knee. He's pretty cheap at 6,300. He's going against Indianapolis, who, you know, shouldn't be able to stop him at all. Nope. He would probably be the guy. If I, if I was going to take a stand on a questionable guy on a Thursday slate, it would probably be Stefan Diggs uh, would be the one that I would look at there. Uh, as far as chalk for this week, and we'll get into the Thursday night game in a second, as far as kind of the, the chalk report and what I'm seeing, uh, looking ahead, I think it's going to be another very, very balanced week, uh, which is good for us outside of the fact that David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell are – I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a must-play, like that you have to play these two guys. It's frustrating because I had, you know, a couple really good teams with Hill on it last week and David Johnson and Hill and Hyde was on one of my teams. Four running backs I recommended were DJ, Lev Bell, Hill, and Hyde, but I didn't have as much Lev Bell as I should have. And if you didn't have Lev Bell last week, you lost. It was basically that simple. And people on Twitter about, oh, I lost this week. Listen, 
the scores last week were insane. There was like four players who did anything. And then it was Lev Bell. So you had to have Lev Bell, like 100%. So this week, are you looking to build Lev Bell DJ teams or are you going to take a stand on one of them, Jeff? Uh, I, last week, I paired them both all together. I, had, I built a bunch of lineups and I had 75% exposure to both. So, I mean, it's close to all in, not completely all in. I could see a similar approach this week. But there is better value, I would say. Like, uh, we're going to talk about Kenneth Dixon. I'm sure we're going to yeah, talk about just, just Kenneth Claro. What's that? I was, I was just – I'm making a dummy lineup here. I just clicked <laughs> Dixon into it as you said that. Yeah, and then you've got more interesting pivots in terms of upside with the Atlanta guys, I think. Um, so, you don't – I'm not going to have 75% probably, but I do like them quite a bit. Yeah, I'm actually not well, – I don't know if you want to save this for the uh, – No, just go. I just don't think – I think the New Orleans Saints run defense has been outstanding. Like really good, yeah. Really, really good. So at ten two, I mean that's you're talking about thirty points to hit three x. I mean that is a good, really good game even for DJ. So I believe that on DK especially, um, he's a much easier fade. That's kind of why I like talking about site diversification too, because on FanDuel I had DJ Lev like everywhere, and I had a great week on FanDuel. But where DK is so much tighter, you know, you almost had to pick a lot of teams between one or the other, and all those others lost a lot of money last week. I mean, <laughs> all, those, all those DJ teams, you know? I mean, yeah, but one of the things about that, because me and Guru were talking about that this morning. We were, I was on the, the show with John Hansen. And we were talking about how much improved the New Orleans Rundy really has been over the last four, five, six weeks. It's, it's staggering, literally, how good they are. Now, listen, they're not elite, but by the standards which they've been at, they're like top 10 over the last, you know, six, which for them is elite, you know, because you never see that. The thing about DJ that I, I don't know, I think people are going to jump off him a little too quick. He's got 30, 42 it's, targets. It's three seasons. In, yep. in his last four games. And he's averaging like eight catches a game or seven catches a game. 100%. He hasn't broken 80 yards rushing or 84 yards rushing since week 11. And he scored 33 and 39 in two of those games. So, And they're the number 32 DVOA against running backs in the past. Believe me, dude, it's, it's a rough yeah. one. But I just feel like roster composition, like it's going to be really tough on – almost impossible on DK to go Lev, DJ, and have any semblance of a decent roster after that. And the thing that worries me is, I mean, I've been mentioning it since the beginning of last year, uh, played it last year, did great with it, talked about it again two weeks ago, did it, played it five weeks ago. I love when Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati because I just avoid because Cincinnati has their damn number. And this is the situation again. So, I mean, you look at Lev's numbers versus Cincinnati. We know Brown. The last two games or years, though, with a, a season ending injury in this game. Okay, so that's that. That would make more sense then, because I didn't dig deeper. Now I was going to say his numbers would make sense to be higher because of how much they shut down Ben and Antonio Brown normally, but they looked oddly low, which was good. So that makes a little more sense then. So I'm probably going to go Lev and uh, David Johnson, and then pair it with like a Farrow or Kenneth Dixon or something like that. But I, I think I think this is a week to do both because I think we'll get a little lower ownership. I don't think we'll see 40, 50 percent like we've been seeing. Uh, in the weeks past. I think people are going to take a stand on one of these two guys going forward. But, you know, at the quarterback position, it's going to be very evened out. We don't have a tremendous amount of, you know, no one really stands out. Running back, I think Kenneth Dixon, like you said, Jeff, is going to pop up there along with Farrow, uh, with David Johnson and Bell. Uh, that's probably going to be the chalk. At wide receiver, I think ODB is going to be the chalk. 
is really the only elite matcher, uh, elite receiver with a good matchup and price. But if he's shadowed by Slay, Jeff, does that worry you at all? Um, not a ton of concern there. I think. Um, I think Slay is. You know, people talk about him as, as an elite guy when in reality he's more of a, a good cornerback. Uh, so um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's going to concern me too much there. Kev, does it bother you at all? Uh, at 8000 on DraftKings, it's such an appealing price point for him, but I, I don't like that game. I see that game being a, a game you could actually use both defenses pretty comfortably, and I, I just think that game is going to be kind of gross. Yeah, it could be. Do we have a, do we have a, I'm assuming the weather is not going to be great. Well, basically, we know we're going to get one slant out of ODB and he's going to run for 70 yards, right? Yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, I was on the fucking nuts with that. Just getting ready to fire off a text to Kevin uh, about you know me saying I didn't like Dez or ODB. And, of course, ODB does what ODB does. He does nothing the whole game and then breaks a 68-yard, 7-yard slant route where he just looks like he's – a deer running against turtles. Like he's just so much faster than everyone at the angles that he takes. It's, it's insane. It just happens every single game. 49 and light rain is in the forecast. Okay. So that's not bad. This is, this is a little bit warmer. Last, last kind of chalky guy that I see a lot of people talking about that. I, I don't understand now it is Thursday morning. So maybe I just haven't gone deep into the, the research yet. I know Michael Floyd's out of the equation, but J.J. Nelson, is this a guy you're really that high high on? He's going to be the chalk this week at wide receiver for sure. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But is this a guy you're that high on where you're comfortable taking J.J. Nelson at 35% known? Uh, In a cash game, absolutely, because he's 3,900. That's a cop-out. No cash cop-outs on this fucking podcast. Um, uh, He's still a decent play. I still see, like, the targets are going to be there uh, against a – pretty suspect secondary so i don't have a problem with him like if he's really 30 percent gross um and then that's a a gpt fade i guess but you know we said that about gabriel too it's like oh i don't want a player like that if he's really high and if you look at most winning rosters last week they all had gabriel in it yeah it's just i don't know this it bothers me jeff i mean me and you usually take stands in situations like this what's the number for jj nelson where you go nah uh, usually thirty to thirty to forty percent for a guy like this. I'll stay away. Right. I mean, he's literally only had like one, maybe two good games. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he's not that. Even his last few games, he has four catches in his last three games on eight targets. So I, I just I just don't know about this guy. We're relying on Carson Palmer to actually throw a good football or two. You know, so that's that's also always never comfortable. Yeah, so always makes it easier to fade when it's like, oh, yeah, I'm fading Carson Palmer. Cool. Yeah, and then I think we just turn around and all of a sudden, like, Britton Golden has six catches for 65 yards. Like, yeah. You want to just... talk about falling off a cliff? This is per uh, Graham Barfield. He was fifth last year in points per dropback. He's dropped to 27th, and in his last five weeks, he's only been a top 10 QB one time. The rest are, like, QB 18 and lower. So he's become the epitome of GPP quarterback. I do not. I cannot trust this guy anymore. Is does he have the upside though? Like that was the interesting thing last year. Is uh, Palmer defied all odds in terms of regression and everything? Like right. the the Arizona always went over the total. It seemed like always over their projected points. 
So you, you knew they were overperforming. And coming into this year, you're going, why is anyone thinking Carson Palmer is going to be good after last year when they just completely overperformed? Like there was major, major regression due. So like this whole Carson Palmer sucking thing is not surprising me at all. No. Well, two of his last six games, he's been over 26 fantasy points. We're at $6,000. You'll be more than happy to accept that, right? If I could give you a contract no. to sign right now, you would definitely take that. So he does have it in him still. It's not like it's not there. That's two out of the last six weeks he's performed as a, you know, a pretty high-end quarterback. But uh, pretty gross, man. And, it, and if you're going to have DJ in your lineup too, like it's pretty rough to, to take a three Cardinals, you know, for instance. Yeah, I mean, what, what people do forget and where we, you know, we're able to capitalize a little in week 12 and week 13. I mean, his, his price, he's 5,300. You know, he hit value in week 12 he had pretty much hit value in week 11 against at minnesota he hit value in week 10 he hit value in week eight he hit value in week seven i mean so i mean we're sitting there talking about how carson bomber is so bad and he's he has been bad but when he was in the, the 5300 5500 range i liked it a little more than six thousand. but the guy's still actually been putting up you know 15 to 27 points a game even not looking good so it's in a game that should have a high total. I think he is a little bit of a sneaky play uh, at tight end. It's just odd to see Delaney Walker at 3,900, isn't it? It is, but it's a brutal, brutal matchup and one I will be fading. Yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. And then I don't know if there's too much chalk at the tight end position. I think it'd be pretty scattered defense. I'm assuming a lot of people are going to go Ravens and, and attack Cleveland at any chance they get, but it looks like we're going to have a nice, another nice balanced week. Uh, which is good from the GPP side, um, cash game side. I don't know. I don't fuck with those things. But let's get to tonight's game. There's not much to talk about. It's part of the reason why we should have a pretty easy time making this pod fairly short. Uh, Kev, start with you. I mean, Seattle defense and Hauschka and, and move on. And, and give me some Rawls, baby. Because Rawls, uh, Seattle running backs at home with a big spread is a thing. It's been a thing for years now. Um, and the Rams run defense is not very good. Like actually they sit, they stink. So we also got a, a quarterback change. They're going up there on a short week. Their season is been done for weeks. They're absolutely playing for nothing against a motivated, pissed off, embarrassed Seattle team. So I could see Rawls definitely getting a hundred and a couple scores pretty easily in this game. I think he's interesting, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I was going to avoid him because of the matchup, but, uh, Kevin likes it a little more than I do. I think, I mean, by the numbers, they are top 10 run defense and adjusted. They are 11th. So, um, I don't think it's a great matchup. Plus just this, I hate attacking games like this that are just going to be ugly ones. This is going to be a really, really ugly game. So you can give me the Seattle defense maybe. And like you said, Tommy, maybe I'll fan the kicker, but aside from that, I don't want any skill position players or anything from here well let me just respond to that real quick before we move on like here's the last five games fantasy points allowed i mean i know we all want to adjust but things do happen on the field and they've been getting gouged oh time out time out look who's Uh finally coming around (laughs) 15 Fucking you two have been jerking off inside the O and DVOA for fucking 15 weeks. That's not I true, man. I'm a you, big proponent I keep of telling you, I don't trust that 
and we got to look at what's been going on on the field. But, Kevin, I am excited to hear what you have to say right now. Let us know. Finish that statement, my friend. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt and the New England Patriots, 26 for 132 and a touchdown, eight receptions for 29. Um, Atlanta, they did struggle in week 14. Um, the touchdowns kind of carried those points. So that's a, a good, you know, mark for Jeff that without those touchdowns, I didn't have a very good game. They 30 carries for 200 yards against New Orleans Saints. And when you look at the style of those runners uh, and the offensive, the way the offensives work, I could see Rawls getting about I mean, hell, the Jets ran for a buck 40 on them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think this is a very good um, – Defense, I think it's very overrated defense in every. Well, aspect. it's especially uh, it's a big splits defense too. They've they've been a lot better at home. I mean, uh, obviously, I think last one. last week is a an outlier. They got absolutely just demolished. But as a whole, they've been a better defense at home. Yeah. So Seattle's fucked me in the ass really hard the last two weeks. Like really hard. Um, two weeks I was with you guys. Maybe I need to get the fuck away from you guys. But <laughs> the um did. You guys were with me two weeks ago when if that ball went to Baldwin instead of Graham, I win a DK live final C plus another fifty, sixty thousand dollars on top of an already decent week. So that was that was tough to swallow. Um, but last week it was the same thing again. Because people are I'm getting shit on Twitter. Russell Wilson, this and that. And it's like, dude, every quarterback sucked. Right? Like Breeze sucked, Jameis sucked, Wilson sucked, like they all sucked last week. Andrew Luck was like the nut quarterback on almost every winning lineup. And he only scored 19. So it's like, no, Kirk Cousins had one big play to Deshaun. Outside of that, his game was garbage. So there really wasn't anything. What killed me was he hurt Baldwin and Graham. So I'm scared to fucking death of this team. And what do you think Rawls' ownership is going to be, Jeff, tonight? Oh, man. Uh, I have no idea. Like I say, it wasn't really – low. I don't think it's going to be as high as you guys think. Just I, I, no, think I think it's going to be low. said it's going to be low. Oh, okay. Sorry. I will pay attention now. <laughs> he thinks it's going to be lower. <laughs> yeah. I will stop reading this article that I was reading. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Tommy's like, oh, it's going to be low. I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably going to be low. Kevin's like, no, nah, it's going to be lower than you think. <laughs> All righty uh, then. Yeah. No, it'll, I mean, it'll probably be low. Uh, he wasn't, like I said, a guy that I was considering very much. Uh, you know, you guys talked about some of the matchups where guys did well. There are a few others where guys did poorly, too. So, I mean, it's like it all balances out. Um, it's more the spread and that home thing. Sure, you know, like, yeah. How like, far do they need to go with passing the ball in this game, do you think? You know? Exactly. But also, like, is it going to be to the point where this game gets so ugly that backups are all in in the, you know, late third quarter, fourth quarter? I don't know. I mean, no, it's, absolutely. It's, it could. Uh, I don't know. I just hate taking players from games with totals as low. I, and that maybe that's a weakness of mine. It's just like I just kind of scratch it off the list and uh, you'd like want to load up on these um, these other guys. Like I would rather take an Atlanta running back against San Francisco than Thomas Rawls against the Rams. You know, uh, I would take I would take Rawls versus all three of them. I will actually in a bet give you all three of the Atlanta running backs. Which oh, why did it's not three man? Like Ward is not going to be a factor at all. So there's okay. two running backs. Well, there's three. Um, no, I mean no. I mean you're right if. You know, we were having a different discussion, but in this one, you're wrong. I think he got 10 carries because it was like a blowout. It was an extreme blowout. That's all it was. Oh, was it? So what about the eight two weeks ago and the six three weeks ago? Well, that was before Tevin was back. Oh, okay. So, so he <laughs> Any other questions? 
You guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> fucking idiots. God damn it. No. There's not three running backs because they, yeah, they had 10 carries last week. Let's, let's do a 10 carry bet on well, him. No, then. It could Three absolutely be a blowout again, too. And then no, he, let's do eight. We don't, need, no, we don't need to do a carry bet because I'm going to take Rawls versus every Atlanta running back. If any one of your backs beats Rawls, then you win the bet. With your take it, Jeff. Take Absolutely. That. Of course. I'll give you all, all three. Stop saying three. There's two. There's three. <laughs> He's giving you an extra running back. I'm giving you the third one. Fine. I don't I get, want it. I get Rawls and Ward. I don't I get, want it. I'm drafting him on my kickball team. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get, It'd be amazing I get, if those two guys got injured in the first quarter and he ended I, up with fucking four. I don't want I get, I get Rawls and Ward. You get Freeman and Coleman. No. No. Yeah, you don't want him. I got him. I'm taking him on my side. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, you, you can have him. That. Fine. You can have him. Sure. Okay, <laughs> nice. I'll take it. <laughs> like the fat kid on the kickball team. So funny. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, what else we want to cover? Because I'm, I'm excited. I'm going into the uh, Sirius XM studio to meet uh, the, the guys over there and uh, record the show with you here in a little bit. So it's going to be really cool. Um, you might be getting the pod out at about the same time that show starts. So uh, Serious On Demand is always there for you if you ever miss Tommy's show. Yeah, it's under – It's under uh, if you search On Demand it, for Sirius XM, it's under Guru Elite DFS. So it's not under Fantasy Guru Elite. So it's Guru Elite DFS. But, um, I mean, that's pretty much it for this slate. I don't think there's much to talk about. If you did have to, you know, go somewhere on the Seattle passing side, who would be your favorite receiving target? Is it Baldwin? Is it Graham? Um, I would want to go Baldwin because I kind of feel like, I mean, it's just pure narrative. Like, I think Russ Wilson and him, I mean, they had a streak going of two years without a single attempt being intercepted between those two players, and they had two pick last week. I think they want to get back on track, and they will connect for a touchdown tonight. You can put that in the bank. Oh, wow. Guarantees. Yes. All right. I like it. Bold. Jeff, anyone you want to – you can pick either side, too, even if it's Benny Britt or someone. But who is your receiving option be if you had to pick one? I mean, Curse would be the best matchup. but And he's getting targets. It's just I'm not going to do it. But um, he's had six, nine, and five targets, uh, and then six targets the week before that. Uh, he's a guy who can catch a bomb. I just – I'm not going to do it. No guarantees here from for Curse. Sorry. Well, and that would be interesting, though, for those folks um, looking at some very like get some variance with a Monday to Thursday slate where they could, you know, oh go, absolutely, yeah, go down for a nice percentage because that's how you win those slates is with some off the wall pick. No, you, yeah, you win those you win those slates with uh, with Hogan. I was just about to say with Chris Hogan. <laughs> Fucking asshole! I was in the driver's seat for like everything I was in until that goddamn Hogan touchdown. That was the absolute worst. But I think this game uh, is going to be a complete mess. I think this is a I think this is a seventeen ten game, something like that. I think this is a situation where I, I'm parlaying the Rams in the under or reversing the Rams in the under. What? Yeah, I am, dude. Wow. Sixteen points. Seattle is not clicking. They do not look good. This is not your mom and pop Seattle team from four weeks ago. They look like a mess right now. And the last time these two teams played, what was the score, like 6-3 or something? I think last time they played in L.A. So in the Seattle, way Tommy bets, that makes three. sense. I mean, Tommy bets lines, and that's a huge line. Well, I've been showing you. I've been doing yeah. it in front of you all week, right? In an NFL game, that absolutely makes sense. Like, that's the logical play is to take the points. Um, but that could be gone in the first quarter. So good luck with it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. your first quarter sweat, Tommy. <laughs> well, you'll, be, you'll be enjoying it with us. 
that's correct. Yeah. While that happens, I'm probably booking the action, honestly. So yeah, yeah. actually, you could book the action. You'll be yeah, sitting be- next to me, so if I do lose in the first quarter, you'll see some stuff breaking in the bar. Yeah, <laughs> true. Nothing like in person, Tommy Caps. You know. Yeah, yeah I don't absolutely. have a phone right now because I just fucking shattered it on the floor drunk the other day. <laughs> On the Saturday, on the Saturday subscriber only podcast, we will fill you in for sure. I promise. We will give you all the details of our escapades, and there was a lot of them. It's been a lot of debauchery for the last few weeks, man. It's been, yeah. What did you say the other day, uh, Kev, about me and Jeff that I was a train wreck and he was just a major auto accident? (laughs) Well, yeah, I said at about five in the morning, like literally, Tommy was a fucking train wreck. Like train wreck, like and but Jeff was just a pretty bad car accident. I was just I was just rob, robbing to his Batman. That's all. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. it was though, man. I mean, Jeff was Jeff was doing work in the cab, man. <laughs> he went was, bad. He went bad cop for about an hour, which is usually my role. And it was, I was way too mean to that girl. I went way, way over the top. Oh my god, the good cop, bad cop that these two pulled. Yeah, we got to get this on the subscriber pod. That was the most epic thing I've ever seen. Like Tommy literally drove this really hot Australian girl literally into Jeff's bed by being. So such a dick to her, dude. <laughs> it was like any nice guy in the bar, like who was just nice to her, was getting late. You know, so. Yeah, in a in a in a three hour period, I almost fought a marine. I pissed <laughs> off the bartender. Uh, spent thirty minutes talking relationships to a psychotic meathead. Uh, chased off three girls in the bar, brought four more over, and blacked out. So that was. Well, what about the Tinder thing too? Oh my God! We'll, we'll we'll tease that right here. Yeah. So I had never been on Tinder, or maybe I've been on it. I never used it. So I decided to sign up for Tinder and created a profile, and then thought it would be fun to just give my phone to everyone in the bar and let them Tinder on my phone for me. And we woke up the next morning, me and Jeff, and we're looking at the messages. <laughs> oh my God! They changed my pictures. Kevin and the girl I was talking to basically took my phone. Hey, Tommy. Like pictures of chicks' ass is my profile picture, and they were writing shit about like, hey, hey, why don't you like these are these are messages people writing to random girls on Tinder from my account. I'd love to let you lick peanut butter off my balls. Peanut butter balls. That's your new nickname. (laughs) Peanut butter balls. Peanut butter balls and gentle cream coming at you. (laughs) So we'll give them more details uh, this Saturday. But it's been a it's been a pretty blacked out weekend of debauchery for all three of us. We're not done yet. Tonight we meet up with Mad Labs. Uh, and we'll, we'll let you know how that goes. But thank you guys for tuning in. Any final words? Kevin Adams, I don't even know if he's there. We're- I, I just saw him walking. Well, yeah, the, my computer was about to die, and I figured since I'm the one recording it, that would probably not be good at the very end. Yeah. So Are you sure record, you need to record, though? Yeah. I did. I did push record. That's a one-time shot. That's the fucking All right. All right. And uh, any final words, Kevin? Nope, that's it, man. Tune in to SiriusXM uh, later on today, guys. Yeah, check it out, man. Jeff? Uh, hit me up about that Rams bed, dude. I'm, I'll go, you're like 10 feet from me. So yeah. <laughs> knock, knock, knock on that bedroom door, dude. I'll knock on the door and, and right now. We'll slide stop. into those DMs. <laughs> By the way, Jeff Collins, me and Kevin made the horrible decision of at our, you know, four bedroom to four bathroom B&B that we have in Midtown. Uh, me and Kevin thought it would be a wise idea to play Jeff. In NBA, the th- a three-man for the master bedroom. No, you thought that, and I bitched the whole time. <laughs> I wanted to do hockey. <laughs> right. You bitched about everything. 
No, I wanted to do uh, straws because then we're yeah, not. Kevin wanted to draw straws. <laughs> right. I wanted to do hockey and Jeff wanted to do NBA. And yeah. somehow we ended up going with NBA and then Jeff beat the fucking living shit out of us. <laughs> so, so I shotgunned the middle bedroom and Kevin had the small one. So which <laughs> Jeff came back and Kevin's with his girl. And we're just going, this is Jeff's big bedroom. This is my middle bedroom. And this is the little shithole that you're going to be fucking Kevin in. I fucking hate right now. I did it like 30 times. Poor girl was like, wait, this room? Like, this little shit all It's literally room? a bed and like an inch of floor. <laughs> <laughs> and me, me, me and Jeff have the bigger rooms. So we're just fucking taunting this poor kid. I hate you. I hate you both. Hey, you still got late anyway. It doesn't matter. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for joining. Get over to fantasyguruelite.com. Sign up for everything we have. It's all amazing, except my football stuff. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck and stay cashing, bitches. Peace. Forgive me for my wrongs. I have just begun.